0: Let's shake it up a little.
1: Welcome to the Salt and Pepper Podcast, adding a little bit of salt and a little bit of spice to make your Tuesday just right. This podcast is here to shake up the way you think about basically everything from health, beauty, entrepreneurship, and whether you're loving the newest trends. These ladies are here to prove that it's always better when Salt and Pepper come together. So here are your hosts, Lisa and Olivia.
0: Honestly, a lot of her like stronger emotional relationship songs kind of seem like they're about Jake Gyllenhaal. People are like, why this two-month relationship? I think she lost her virginity to him, which is where all these emotions come up. But I actually don't think what she's doing is like dragging his name through the mud.
2: Hi
1: shakers, welcome to the salt and pepper podcast. I'm Olivia and I'm Lisa and that was your best intro yet. I don't know where that came from. I had to tap so, far <laughs> so deep into deep. my psyche to God, get there. The conversation we had before this was not that so good. the opposite of um, how we're perceiving right now. Um, it's weird what, um, I know you want to say something, but I'm talking. Oh my. Um, it's weird because I already know what you're going to do and I don't want you to do it. Mm.
2: Don't buy them for me if it's, you don't want me to do it. <laughs>
1: it's really weird like how my brain taps into that podcasting mindset literally instantly as as we start. yeah even if we were feeling something differently 30 seconds ago mm-hmm. it's gone it's gone It's a fleeting thought I know
2: that's like mega practice from working in customer service for so long for real but it was just like for me it's being a pastor's wife yeah. <laughs> like that person getting their coffee does not give a crap that your cat died (laughs) no they
1: don't it's sad and it sucks (laughs) but get them their freaking coffee i have to say the starbucks by my house is the nicest people i've ever met in my life it's the one Tay used to work at oh yeah the every single time i've never once met someone who's not nice and it was funny because when we were leaving the sav goes yeah um that girl should be working at dutch bros (laughs) That's funny. It was like one of those things. I'm like, that's such a good point. They're all like so nice there. I feel like
2: the difference for me at Starbucks, I I actually feel like they're all really nice. To me at Dutch Bros, I'll just say it. A lot of times it doesn't feel genuine.
1: Yeah, I can see that. Where I'm just like, you don't care about what
2: I'm doing today. I don't want to tell you about what I'm doing today. You don't need to know where I'm going.
1: I don't want to tell you where I'm going. Just be nice I think because <laughs> they have to ask how you're doing it feels yes it feels forced and like yeah. do you really care yeah um where at Starbucks I don't think that they have a script that they have to go off mm-hmm. of so the fact that every time I'm there they're like always asking me like yeah so how are you or like I'm like whoa really like well, I'm, I'm good or like I'm waiting yeah. for my coffee and they're having a conversation with me yeah. like other places I go they just shut the window while I'm waiting yeah which I'm fine with which I'll also will keep listening to with. my podcast
2: yeah and that's the thing even at, I think where I worked having those regulars especially in the morning it was just like so you know Sandy how are you doing like making mm-hmm. your coffee like you know is your daughter in town like you get to know them right uh, but then when it was busy it's like I'm not gonna be like how are you it'll be like what can I get for you today like you can still be nice but i'm not gonna talk to you there's a line out to the door like Mm -hmm. you i feel like you can do it in a way of just like you know are you ready for christmas like make convo but you don't have to be like so what are your hopes and dreams and desires and what do you do for your life like (laughs) seriously that's way too much josh i know your name's josh (laughs) like
1: (laughs) um okay go ahead and tell me the joke so lisa got me these my favorite what banana laffy taffy sticks the sticks are the best kind.
2: Um, and there's jokes on them, so this is her fault. Um, why did
1: the PC go to the doctor? The, oh, the PC. Yeah, like the computer. Um, he had bugs. He had a virus. He had a virus. Yep. That was my second All one. All right, we're going to go with one more here. What button can't unbutton? What button can't unbutton? Mm, yeah. Not my pants, that's for sure. Oh button. Um, Uh, your belly button. Hmm. Yeah, I guess.
2: Those were funny. That was great. Um, what's your current obsession? Um,
1: my other one, I'm, I'm going to really get into it, so I'm going to save it for another episode. Okay. That's just us. Can't wait. Um, my hair color. (laughs) That sounds so stupid. That's great. Um, when I because i did something different this last time around i wanted it to be more my natural hair color mm-hmm. um because i heard that really blonde hair is choogy so i'm like well pop apologists um i'm gonna go ahead and go with my natural hair color so thank you for the information um i've also been telling you that for years what that it's chooky?
2: No, no, that oh. I love just natural hair colors. I think they always look great on people. So
1: this still isn't my natural hair color. Yeah, it's darker, right? Um, no, this is lighter than my natural. That's what I'm saying. Your natural is darker. Yes, yes. Um, which I still think would look great. It really doesn't. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just like such a. I mean, it's like dish water yeah it's the dish watercolor I know, that's what every person with your hair color says it's like dirty water and I'm like yeah or like but it's still pretty I hate the word mousy but it is mousy like mousy mousy brown like or mossy mousy. no oh that's moss. what I've heard people
2: say when they say brown moss no
1: mouse like a mouse like it's um oh. like a mouse like a gray mouse cute it's not when it's your hair it's so it's you cool shiny, that my hair is hair, really though.
2: so it's not like it's dishwater and it's kind of crispy.
1: No, that's that's one thing I will never complain about. I have absolutely um demolished my follicles and follicles.
2: Follicules.
1: It's like a molecule, molecule in your head. Um but my hair has always remained healthy. Yeah. I, it's resilient Which like, is crazy Throw an atomic bomb on it And it comes out stronger mm. um, My hair
2: is too healthy To where it doesn't
1: hold anything Yeah I know That's why I think We should kind of ruin it A little bit That's and what I tell people Like if you really want Your hair to stick It actually no. needs to like But it's also
2: Will break then And also it won't be not, shiny And if it's black uh, and shiny Not
1: necessarily hmm. we'll I know that's kind of contrary later. To a lot of Hair stuff, I don't want to destroy my hair for it to hold. I just want the perfect product.
2: I just need to find yeah, the perfect product. There, there are products. I tried
1: hairspray the other day. It made it worse. Yeah, I hate hairspray. It was like a Have light you used all over yes. your hair, all over your yes, hair. Yes, and it doesn't That's work. So interesting. And if
2: anything, it just makes it more tacky and gross. So it gets straight, and it absorbs the product.
1: Okay, that is so weird. I'm telling you. Um, I'm if I were to you, I would look hair. up, um, like. Asian hair care. But my hair doesn't feel like Asian hair. I know it doesn't feel like it, but... It's not the same texture. It it does the same thing because they have very straight... Yes, the straight, yes.
2: But I had an Asian friend growing up and her hair was so coarse. It was like horse hair and it would hold anything. So yes, it was straight, but it would hold because it was so coarse
1: yeah when I yeah that's not the experience I've had doing Asian hair I don't know well okay I'll do the research for you I've been actually meaning to look that up for you but anyways yeah I've just been loving my hair color I originally oh I got it done and it was like darker but I knew it would like wash out and the color it is right now which I'm really glad I I scheduled out my next appointment for like a really far out time because I can just keep it up at home doing little things. So yeah, I'm just like, I'm so obsessed. with I keep taking pictures of my hair. I'm That's actually like, so obsessed with my hair. Yeah, I'm excited about it.
2: I could do anything in life. It would be to like
1: my hair. I don't <laughs> even know how you do that. How do you just like I like had to straighten it today, hair. and that was annoying. Oh, poor you. Because it got wavy. Oh, But I mean, everyone has their things, you know? I, I had to straighten it and but then curl it. But at least you like you it. You just had to curl your but hair. But at least you like it once it's done. I love your hair, and I wish that you could wear it normally and like love your hair I saw it for the first time natural just straight yeah oh my gosh and you were like I haven't showered and I know and I'm Blown away because I was expecting like not cute hair, and it's like, yeah, it's just so true. cute, yeah. And you without makeup, too. Like, you say you look like an Asian boy, <laughs> whether you do or not. I love Asian boys, that's true. So, I mean, I, I you're I very good looking in my eyes, well, always. Thank you. Thank
2: you. <laughs> I think that I. I am getting better. Like even on oh my your gosh, Sun yeah. river trip. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I came downstairs have. with no makeup on. I don't know if you noticed that. Both mornings. Oh, when you were
1: going for your walk. Yeah.
2: And I sat down and ate breakfast. And that's not something and everything. that you would No, not normally do. with friends I would get ready wow. before I came down. So I'm like I'm learning to just accept. And I actually am feeling better about the no makeup thing. I think it's more of, I just wish I liked my hair and like seeing it in photos, right. I wish I liked it more because it's flatter and I want it to not be
1: that way. So I think I need to accept that I can't want it that way because it's not going to be that way. Well, you can accept that you do want it that way, but it it's won't not happen, happen easily. I know.
2: But extensions really have saved my life in a lot of ways because even when my hair goes flat, those stay curled.
1: <laughs> oh, that is great. So I'm like, that, that'll that yeah. work. My know? sister has really flat hair too. I know. And six, six straight. Yeah. And she doesn't have as much as you do. Yeah. Um, yeah you take what you can get. I know. I know. <laughs> you have gotten a lot better, though. I wasn't trying to discredit that. Oh,
2: no, I know. Uh, my current obsession is this brown sweater that I'm wearing. I haven't worn it yet. And then I wore it out on Sunday. And I got so many compliments. Storm came right up to me and goes, brown's your color. And I'm like, So really? true. Oh my, my gosh, that is else, so true. someone else, Jordan from the church, went told Arturo like Browns her color, and I was like, "This is what? weird." Oh my gosh, I've never worn boys this color brown,
1: that. so I guess this color brown is my color. Well, take out that freaking dress for a ride, why don't you? I'm gonna wear it, and you're gonna be like, "Okay, I love it." Okay, you know what? That's probably Hot. I probably don't like brown on myself, and that's something yeah. I maybe never realized, and so maybe that's why I like it because I've seen it on you. And I'm like, That's, That's kind of
2: how it is with cream. Like I don't do cream, but if I see something in cream, I'm like, eh, it's fine.
1: Yeah. Because I know
2: I'm not gonna wear it. But I did buy a pink sweater. <gasps> you did. And a purple sweater. A purple, purple oh like gosh. lilac. And okay. I'm gonna wear it with like purple oh, eyeshadow. Oh my gosh, I can
1: already see it. Yeah. I love it. I'm gonna wear it with purple, purple eyeshadow?
2: eyeshadow and see what it looks like.
1: I'm so excited. I know.
2: I got them and I was like, okay, I actually like these. I was like, okay. What's try. the eyeshadow? I just have like purple eyeshadow oh random so i figure i'll just do it the same way i normally do but just with purple okay so, i'm i'm we'll really
1: excited to see that
2: we'll see um okay so let's get to this wait is this our intro for kelsey yeah <laughs> oh, it's, gosh. well
1: good thing that kelsey likes our podcast oh my gosh this is so long <laughs> um okay well let's get to the silver lining of the week <laughs> Um, so I've been watching Minions every single day. I, I come into parenting. I'm like, my kids will not. They will not like this stuff. They will not get that stuff. But then you see them get so stoked. And um, in the beginning of it, they go, bum, 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 and they sing it along with the Minions. And it's just so funny. And
2: they would probably like Universal Studios then because there's like Minions you can take pictures of and really? stuff. Yeah. yeah, they love Universal Studios. If you ever stuff. did...
1: A Disney trip you should do one day at Universal with them okay I mean isn't that where Harry Potter world is yeah yeah so clearly it's called
2: the wizarding world of Harry Potter but I'll let it slide. Harry Potter
1: world that's like me calling um bachelor nation the bachelor world wait what did I call it I think it you called time? it like bachelor planet or something <laughs> bachelor universe bachelor universe Bachelorverse, I'm pretty sure
2: hey that's actually I like that that's actually not bad um anyway so you like the minions I like Despicable now Me I, I do. think it's really funny it's
1: hilarious but so you I thought like I, yeah I thought I wouldn't be okay with it being in my house uh-huh. but I am you are and it's fun that's funny
2: uh that's the silver lining is you just didn't think you were okay with it yeah that's funny <laughs> um okay so my silver lining is that, um I don't know if I told you this, but Arturo's mom passed her citizenship test.
1: Oh my gosh. That is way too close to the word passed away.
2: Oh, I'm excited. <sighs> Arturo's mom passed away. Gosh, I was like, wait,
1: what's going on? Uh, wait, wait, okay. How did I thought that she already did.
2: Yeah. so, um, for those listening, um she has been in the United States for like 29 years um, she came here that long ago you actually can go back and listen to the episode we did with Arturo where he goes like the backstory of his family and stuff and that was like a while ago that was like oh towards gosh, the beginning, beginning. Um, and so yeah she came here and right when she got here um, she filed for like her green card and because the system is so broken it took that whole time but then once your son one of one of your sons or i guess daughter if they go into the military it gets expedited and then once your firstborn turns 25 it gets expedited as well so that because ruben went to the marines and her turn turned Uh 25 it brought it forward anyway i'm really i'm really excited for her um but anyway so on today's episode we kind of have a different episode and we bring (laughs) kelsey aka my twin uh i'm the bootleg version of her i'm what it, all the Secondhand things Kelsey. hand Kelsey um so Olivia number one is in the flesh today and uh we dive deep into Taylor Swift we really do I
1: really put myself out there and
2: sacrificing so we had this idea for a while to have Kelsey on because she's a counselor is there a difference between counselor and therapist because I get confused sometimes
1: um good question I don't know okay. I looked it up at one point I know she's an LPC, so she's a licensed professional counselor. But I think that they can be intercha- it's interchangeable. OK. I just never want to say the wrong thing. Um, but yeah, so our original
2: idea was to do Gilmore Girls, which we will do eventually. But because of Taylor Swift's Red album coming out and me kind of having a little bit of a change of heart a bit, we're like, bit. let's dive deep into the psyche of Taylor Swift.
1: And all of you finally get to see proof that I'm a nine. As I sit right oh in the gosh. middle of every conversation. Well, that shows we how have. good
2: of a of a conversation it was because yeah, both people were pulling in. And yeah. I will say, guys, I do go pretty hard on Taylor in this <laughs> in this episode, but that's mostly because I like playing devil's advocate in every single yeah. realm of anything. And so that is our
1: podcast. Us playing devil's advocate. Half yes. The time.
2: And I will say, I did some more research about Taylor once the episode was over, and. I do say some stuff about her signing a contract and all of that and I do agree with that but what I will say is they never gave her the opportunity to buy her records back they did it without her knowledge as far as we know so I will say that that isn't cool so I'm just gonna kind of cover my bases there but as far as everything else I think I still feel the same about that (laughs) but I still love her I mean we don't believe in cancel culture so I will still listen to her.
1: I'm, I'm, I don't like her, but I'm fine with her as an artist. Yes. And I'm going. Or opposite. I i don't like her as an artist. I'm fine mm. with her as a person. Yes. She can be kind of annoying, but sure. I also don't know her. So. Yes. I just and take that with a grain of salt. We
2: have to get, um, the woman who did her music video oh or gosh. the, the film. I we have to get her on the podcast. That. So yeah. anyway, Next without step. further ado, welcome Kelsey to the show, Olivia. Colkey. Oh, Kelsey. <laughs> Okay, so for all of you that have been listening to the show for a really long time, Lisa has referred to me as the bootleg version of this person. (laughs) She has also referred to me as, um, well, this secondhand Kelsey twin, the secondhand Kelsey. um, And every time her and I are together, we are freaked out more and more and more by actually how similar. We both are, down to how we look. And that it's just weird. So well I
0: think we are the same person. Well, we are. Yeah. So
2: you're welcome. Um and (laughs) welcome
0: officially to the show, Kelsey (laughs) Kulky. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. It feels so good because now I can like I I, like I'm a part of it. Like I'm already a part of it, but now I'm really (laughs) a part of it. You're our biggest fan. I hear I am your biggest fan, both of you forever. I love (laughs) when I get like a little shout out in an episode, it makes me tear up every time. Yeah, oh, you're you you're one of the
1: only people who like notices when they get a shout out because not all Except our friends for K- Katie Ba <laughs> and yeah, then she'll and text Katie. us. Whenever I see a group message from I'm her, like, I'm like, oh, yeah, I no. already know we
0: said something about it's her
1: because we said something about Crocs and overalls. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, look at her; she's getting another shout out. So hey, Katie. I know. Hey, it's Katie. True. Um, I'll, nice I'll start you. with um my favorite moment um of you guys, um. Being together and at my birthday, uh, when you guys were talking, um, okay, this is my favorite moment about myself because I thought it was funny. When you guys were talking, (laughs) I came in and I said, fight, 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 fight,
2: fight. <laughs> and then I was like, yeah. Kelsey, you don't want to fight me. I'm sorry. She's like, no,
0: I don't. I'm, <laughs> You're really I'm like, right? we all know who would win. It's like, there's not a fight. I'd be like, yeah, just hit me. Yeah. <laughs> you'd be yeah. like, hit me harder. More. That wasn't hard enough
2: the first time. I'm like,
0: you just like, I deserve this. Like you deserve to your frustration Kelsey. out with me. <laughs> yes. Also just type nine, just not just so avoidant of that. And not willing to step into conflict. I'm like, anytime there's like a crisis or anything, I'm like, oh, do not call on me. I literally just freeze.
2: But what I will say is, I think you have a little bit more eight in you, and this is what I tell Lisa too, that I think you have a little more eight in you than you think, because one thing I really appreciate, we had we had a late night talk when you went to bed at your party this till like two mm-hmm. in the morning or something, yeah. And you never back down from saying your side of the opinion, and when I would have a side, you would counteract that, and those are literally my favorite conversations so I don't think you're as much of a
0: people pleaser as you think because you were saying how you felt that is the highest praise I think I've ever received because all of nine actually wants to hear is that I our opinions are heard and like validated yeah. and so I actually it's so funny Nathan and I are going through these like little journal books of Enneagram and they're Went through like the eight or the nine with the wing eight and the nine with the wing one. And I always thought I was a nine with a wing one because I'm kind of a perfectionist in certain ways. But reading it, I was like, oh my gosh, I think I'm a nine with a wing eight. Yeah. So I actually related to that way more. So that's funny you're saying that because I'm like, I think I do have a little bit more eight in me. Yeah. And I am the person in my family. Like, I always grew up like, if we were at a restaurant and they're like, oh, I wish I hadn't ketchup, I, I should have asked, but I didn't. I'm like, oh, what? Like, no, like, let's get the ketchup. Like, yeah, that's, I very feel hate. like I can like, step up for people when they don't have a voice mm-hmm. I feel like that's when I show up more yeah so it could
2: be mm-hmm. when you hang out with eights too you that's feel what I was I oh for sure I know yeah it totally
1: <laughs> depends who you're hanging out with because well when I'm with Kelsey I feel like I have to like let her have her time <laughs> it's okay we can talk about it and now like, yeah. you know, that's just like who you are around me. But I mean, you share For with sure. me, like, oh, this person was talking about this and I'm like, You should've just said what you thought. She's like, I wish you were there so you could just cheer me on and I could just say what I'm feeling. It's just because Lisa's sure. it's because who Eight, you're so. yeah, whatever. It's 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 <laughs> who you're around and mm-hmm. I, this is what you say about me all the time. You're like, you're an eight, but it's like, no, you get the nine, I, you get the eight part out of me. It's more at
2: this point. Well, I think, I think what it is, is regardless of Enneagram, who, if you're around somebody who makes you feel validated and heard, you're much more likely to say your opinion. And if you're oh, around somebody sure. that doesn't all of a sudden get super offended at something you say, you're much more likely to be like, actually, this is how I feel yeah. because you're not as scared. Mm-hmm. You're not tipping on toes. Yeah. And it's hard as a well, woman, regardless of that. You're
0: tipping on toes. Yeah to that (laughs) on it. Honestly, the part that gets me the most is that I will feed off of whoever's energy I'm with. Mm -hmm. And so if I'm in a room with people where I already know it could turn into a huge conflict, like I'm probably not going to say anything. Whereas if I'm with people who can, I know can have a conversation. I'm like, Oh, my opinion's safe here. It's, it's really about keeping the peace for me. Like I'm more willing to like share something if I knew it wasn't going to cause a conflict, but I will say, there was a time recently in the last few weeks where I was like, you know, what? I'm tired of like pretending I don't have an opinion about this when there is like a clear opinion that I have. So I did stand up for myself recently and it felt pretty oh. dang scary and great. So oh, good job. <laughs> I'm
1: good job. i learning.
0: But- good job. You. I, I th- you would have been proud. Oh, I would have been
2: so proud. I, I think for a while I, I was. My perspective on myself was that I was calming down a little bit. But then this mm-hmm. past weekend, I was around. Um, so, well, ape. our <laughs> dearest friend and editor, Tay, her husband, Danny, and I have this very yeah. funny love-hate relationship. Not really hate, but mm-hmm. he's a very strong eight. and I am a very strong eight. And there are certain points where we were <laughs> out at breakfast, and he mm-hmm. like he said something that I know that he said something that I said but I didn't say it that way and Tay was sitting Mm -hmm. in between us and Mm -hmm. we are (laughs) to start going at it and everyone at the table I think (laughs) is just like waiting for it to be done because they know that we have a good relationship but it was just like oh that's when it comes out is like that aggression because I know he can handle it and I know that I can handle it and it was so funny five minutes later he was like him I'm really sorry about my attitude back there. And then Tay Te- goes, <laughs> see that. Oh, that's sweet. And I go, Me, me too, Danny. And then we just, that was it. <laughs> we just like, we're done with
0: the conversation. So
2: that's you know, so good. You just never. Well, know. isn't
0: it true for a type eight that you. Like conflict doesn't seem as scary for you. So when your guys are going at it and you seem like aggressive to everyone else, yeah. for you, it's sort of like, this is a conversation. This is fine.
2: Yeah. And and it really does depend because with women, it's harder because then all of a sudden they could start crying or something. And my biggest yeah. fear is hurting somebody's feelings. But when mm-hmm. I'm with somebody like an eight who I know can handle it, that is yeah. when that conflict seems more um appropriate because I'm like, we're good. Yeah. Like neither of us are upset right now. You know, I have so. a
1: question. Yeah. Is there such thing as like not a strong eight? <laughs> I think so. Like healthy and not healthy. Hmm.
0: Are you asking
1: like it like not as assertive, like an not as assertive eight? Uh, no, not necessarily. But um, yeah, I guess like what would what is the definition of like a strong eight? Well, I've I guess. Been,
2: I've been around certain eights where. We will be having a very heated discussion. But it's very respectful and we're not getting to the spot of yelling at each other, calling each other names, like getting to a spot of actual anger. But we're having a healthy debate and I've been around other eights that it's like they do not care whatsoever if they hurt anybody's Mm -hmm. feelings. They don't care about anyone else's opinion. They're going to do what they're going to do. And Mm -hmm. yeah, and they are going to say their opinion no matter what. And I've had to get to a spot. I just mostly sit and listen. If I'm feeling that way, but there are some people who genuinely don't care about other people's feelings. So what what's a strong eight? Um, the, like the a healthy person? eight. Yeah, maybe like a health like a healthy eight that knows the boundaries. Um, I don't know. Maybe I just used that. So a strong word.
1: eight is um like a healthy a he- healthy
2: eight. I I would say so. Yeah. Okay. Because there are scary eights too, you know.
1: Yeah, and so yeah. in my head, I'm like, oh, so like a strong eight would be like an unhealthy.
2: Maybe, maybe that I just threw that word in and it was wrong. No, I mean,
1: that's, that's your definition of it. I was just curious because I was like, so are you guys like both unhealthy then? (laughs) Is that a strong A? No, because I think, I think
2: discussion is really good, especially. And the only time it gets really triggered, even in other relationships, is when somebody tells me I did something I know I 100% didn't do. I will fight to that, like the death of that point, because I'm like, you are not going to put that on me because it did not happen that way. Mm, um, if, it's something, that if it's something else, like some dumb opinion, I'm like, I'm not dying on this hill. You do whatever you want. You
0: can like decipher those things. Yeah.
2: Healthy
0: yeah. enough to do so.
2: Thank you. But we're here for a completely different reason. I today. know, seriously. <laughs> I know. I
0: do love Enneagram talk, but yes, I know. I know yeah. More important things. So we have a different, this
2: is a very different episode. Um, actually, it's, like a new series. Li- it's a new series. Uh, Lisa had this idea to do this with Kelsey. Um, so we are going to dive deep into, um, the psycho. We're going to
1: psychoanalyze Taylor Swift. Uh, and so, why Kelsey is here? Yes, is is explain to us. She is officially a counselor. Yes, she got LPC What, like a month ago?
0: Yeah, I finally got licensed. So. Officially, I've been practicing, you know, because you have to acquire your hours and whatnot. So it's been over four years now. So I finally went through that process. It was delayed a little bit from COVID, all that. So that's fun. But officially a licensed therapist. So so can you. Yeah, t- t- I absolutely have the ability to psychoanalyze Taylor's <laughs> work. <laughs> yeah, I was
2: going to say, can you tell us your qualifications for this? And for all the people listening, tell us why. You are qualified.
0: <laughs> what is your so day in a day out life? Taylor yeah, Swift Not only expert. am I a licensed therapist, but I'm also a loyal friend to Taylor Swift, I like to say. <laughs> Fan just feels not right. It doesn't feel real. So I would like to say we're, you know, pretty friendly. But yeah, my day to day life. So I am a mental health therapist. I, you know, work every single day with individuals dealing with a long list of different you know, different mental health disorders. It can vary from anxiety, depression to bipolar or, you know, anything, anything that sounds pretty much like it would be in a therapy office is here with me. So yeah, I treat people from like five to, you know, 50 is what has been my oldest client. But I mean, I would see someone older. I just feel like sometimes I'm a little young in the job, so they like maybe an older person to treat them, which makes sense. But yeah, I just work with people every single day on their mental health problems and hopefully help them.
2: <laughs> so I think the reason why we wanted to do this, well, originally the thought was Gilmore Girls, which we will get to that because yes. that's a good one. love that. Um, but that it would, obviously- But Red, I was
1: vetoed. Well, <laughs> and... it's because this
2: is so trendy right now, but obviously for Taylor Swift fans and for a non-Taylor Swift fan, everybody knows that her new version of the Red album came out. And as a loyal Taylor Swift fan as well, I actually heard the album when I was with you in mm-hmm. Sun River. Mm-hmm.
0: And it yep. happened fate would draw us all together. Yes. Yep, especially Lisa on her birthday. Um, it's, and it's in the works, guys. It is. We're Lisa's changing. Don't worry. <laughs> um,
2: Taylor Swift will be like brown for Lisa. She'll learn to love it. <laughs> um <laughs> guess what? We are doing a giveaway with our very favorite, beautiful, amazing first guest on the podcast friend, Katie Dean. We are giving away two bags of coffee from her new coffee line and a cute mug. It's a stay golden mug. It's adorable. You guys can see it on our Instagram. And we're giving away $150 to Katie Dean Jewelry we've talked about her for forever i talked about her before she was on the show i've always worn her jewelry it is so beautiful it's classy it's timeless Um, it's a long lasting i mean it's amazing it's not going to be leaving your fingers green ladies okay it is top-notch jewelry and we absolutely love her and support her so she is the sweetest and gave one of you guys access to all of these goodies and again 150 dollars towards anything on her website So all you have to do, it's simple, is share your favorite episode from the podcast on your stories and tag us. Obviously, you know, maybe don't say this is for a giveaway, but you can just share it. Tell your friends why you like the episode and why they should start listening to the podcast. We would love to just build up our community and then also give you guys access to this amazing giveaway. So again, you will receive two bags of coffee, a mug, and $150 towards anything on Katie Dean Jewelry. And all you have to do is share your favorite episode on your stories and tell people why you like it. So you can head there right now, share one of your favorite episodes on your stories while you're listening to the show. And I think that's it. So let's get back to the interview. But yeah, I think I've always been a huge fan of Taylor, Um, and this album, a couple of things have shifted and changed for me and my opinion and perspective of her, Um, and we got into so many debates, and we're like, let's actually just record an
1: episode on what we think about Taylor Swift. What's funny is I'm actually rubbing off on you. Well, no,
2: because <laughs> it's not a your opinion want- about her. It's
1: my opinion about her. <laughs> ben, but. oh my gosh, I can use that towards so many things. Well, I didn't tell you to love brown. <laughs> I wasn't like, I you
0: gotta love brown. What are you saying when you say brown? The color. Um, because oh, you're I- literally just talking about the color. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, literally the color. She was, I was like, what artist? Because I, I, I'm
1: an open hypocrite. I identify as a hypocrite. And yeah. um, I used to hate brown and make the fun color. of just Olivia's clothing that were brown. And I now, and now you wear own more brown, brown things. Yeah. So that's. Well, I
0: mean, naturally, you rub off on each other. We just want to make sure with the Taylor Swift energy, it goes more. Olivia, to Lisa. We just have to be careful with the We have Lisa to transfer too. the
1: energy. We have to. Yeah, we need to work on that a little bit. Osmosis.
0: Well, we can do like a little live therapy session right now and dive That's into that. That's actually what it is. I'm being intervened. Yeah. yeah, we're just here for you, Lisa. It's okay to have mistakes and problems. Yeah. Don't be afraid. First, let's, <laughs> Taylor, let's, start with,
1: let's start with Taylor Swift's problems. So how yes. do we? how do we feel about this? How do you guys want to go about it?
0: Well, I will say one thing I will say is I haven't always been a Taylor Swift fan. So I don't know if you want to even share your like your history, Olivia, too. Yeah. Tell us because I feel like that would be helpful. Yeah.
2: Tell us where you're at.
0: Do you want to know where I'm at or where I came from? Where you came from
2: to where you are now.
0: So I remember Taylor Swift became, you know, her famous first song was our song and it was very much more country. And I grew up listening to country with my family and was in my teenage rebellious years. Like I hate country now because my family just loves it. So I remember my mom showed me this girl on, I think she was on Ellen or something at the time. And she was like, you're going to love her. She's so good. I listened to her song and I was like, this is not my thing like this is disgusting i don't like country music no thanks and so everyone became obsessed with her i was a freshman in high school and i remember just thinking like this is not a good song i don't know why people are all about her then her album fearless came out and i remember like watching her on again ellen and her talking about her breakup with joe jonas and i was like this girl is crazy (laughs) i've never heard a celebrity Like, mention it on a talk show. I was just like, this, like, she talked about driving by her ex boyfriend's houses. And I was like, I cannot, like, with this girl, but like, I kind of like the album. So I was in this weird phase of like, I bought it because that's what I did back in the day besides Spotify. This was like before I was a Spotify girl, but I was like, okay, Fearless was pretty cool. Like, I got into it, I got in my feels. Oh, it helped me through so many relationships. That album was great. And then Speak Now came out. I was like, meh, whatever. Red came out, and that's when I was like, "Oh, kind of did a poppy switch up, right?" So I was like, "This is—I'm actually getting more into this girl." And then when 1989 came out, that's when I became like a diehard fan, yeah, because she was like kind of like this powerhouse at that point. I'm like, she switched over to pop music, Mm -hmm. she went against her record label's opinions and did her own thing. She markets herself so well, and then was really big on like promoting friendship and independence. And I was in this really like kick-ass like girl movement phase of my life in college (laughs) I was like yeah Taylor shifted me against the world so I just like (laughs) became obsessed with her and I will say there I I'm not all blind to like the flaws of Taylor Swift I am so supportive of her but I do think yeah there are still things that maybe we can talk about today like (laughs) of her character and whatnot but I think overall I'm still a loyal fan yeah Yeah,
2: I was just telling Lisa it's unfortunate because with a lot of music, you don't know the backstory and the in the ins and outs of those artists lives you just like their music but I feel right. like with Taylor Swift it's almost like this forced thing where if you like her music you have to be all on board with her life and her perspective and her relationships mm-hmm. and her boyfriends and I'm like I don't know the boyfriends of Sia and I like her why do I need to know all about Taylor Swift and be gung-ho about her because that's the thing is totally. no matter how I feel about her her music mm-hmm. has been there through mm-hmm. everything in life and where she was at and it does touch deep parts of my soul but where that music came from can be questionable, I think, at times, and that became mm-hmm. more evident, I think, to me on this album. Even though Red is my favorite album, so I have a lot of extremely mm-hmm. mixed emotions. But
1: okay. can I say something interesting that you just said? Yes, <sighs> or pick up or yeah, something. Yeah, <laughs> or something. um, that's actually <laughs> uh, that reminds me of cancel culture so much. What you just said. What? What? Okay, so cancel culture, um, Mm -hmm. something comes out about someone like from the past Mm -hmm. or, you know, that's a part of Mm -hmm. their lives, but it has nothing to do with their actual job or what they're doing. But they're being canceled for things that are going on in their lives. It's like if you never knew about that or if like they never Mm -hmm. tweeted that, but they still had those beliefs or if they didn't put out that video, but still would have done something mm-hmm. like that in real life and only a handful of people knew about it, it wouldn't have been canceled. Mm-hmm. So it's like just sure. because you know now about mm-hmm. what someone likes doesn't mean that we have to cancel them. Right. Because it's maybe yeah. they solve an opinion about that or maybe they don't. Mm-hmm. Or what if you're listening to someone's music and they, you know, are for something that you're against but you right. don't know mm-hmm. about it. So it's actually, that was like for a sure. great um, yeah. like metaphor almost like for cancel culture like what's the point yeah yeah totally
2: because I'm not gonna stop listening to her music right. just because I'm a little mm-hmm. bit like not sure of where things are at um mm-hmm. but that doesn't also mean I'm gonna be joining all these Taylor Swift fan clubs being like yes everything Taylor Swift says is because yeah. I don't there think is that.
0: an unhealthy obsession with her that yeah. I can't get around like I love her I will I love Taylor Swift I love her music do I love every single thing about her no and I think there is a certain kind of fan that really does rub me the wrong way. I'm like, okay, like we can like tone it down a little bit. Like, yeah. maybe it's not your idolize her. It's it's like she's not my not idol. god. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like there is this level of fandom where they like I just don't like any sort of fandom like that in general because I'm like at the end of the day these are humans and they're no I mean they're talented absolutely but their talents are displayed in many different forms, right? So I'm like they're just in the public spotlight and then you see people like Oh, it breaks my heart when like you see fans like tearing down like Hailey Bieber because of who he dated, you know, Justin dated and like with the Selena Gomez fans. I don't like those kinds of fans who are like, I will die on the hill for you and attack others or make you my world. That's that's the part where I'm like, I definitely am not on that level and nor do I ever want to be yeah
2: yeah and I think it's important to remember when someone is in the spotlight for that long like Taylor Swift is Mm -hmm. you can't be normal like she cannot be normal and she doesn't have normal people problems champagne problems is her as a human and I know that a lot of people watching her documentary were like it kind of made me like her less where I'm like Mm. hey this this person has a completely different perspective on life everybody wants something from her if she gets a friend Mm -hmm. she's probably wondering if they want to use her or not she has endless money can have whatever she wants and people idolize her so much they dedicate their time to find easter eggs in her music to figure out places she's going to be at all times and it's like That type of stuff is, I can't imagine how much anxiety she probably does have just being her as a human being. So I don't think we can put on her, well, why did you react like that? And why did you be like that? Because I have no idea what Mm -hmm. it's like to be her,
0: you know? For sure. Well, if you think about even past celebrities who've been in the spotlight like she has, like I would say she's like really high up there with like the best of them. And I I don't think anyone has that much attention on them. And you see things like, you know, Britney Spears Mm -hmm. and what's happened to her in the past when she had all that. And I think she kind of paved the way for a lot of like female artists too. Obviously there were female artists before her, but with our culture and media and how it kind of started to be so invasive, like you saw her crumble. Like I feel so bad for Britney Spears. I don't think Hollywood even has the right resources to help with their mental health, and you see a lot of people just like having almost like a psychotic break. Mm-hmm. And to see like Taylor go from like everything she's been through and just be like bitter, I'm like, hey, that's that's not bad. Yeah, that sounds that's actually about right. <laughs> not so bad.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I think regardless of what everyone thinks about her music we can't dismiss the fact that she is one of maybe a handful of artists that have trans like transitioned from different genres i think there was only mm-hmm. i think shania twain is like the only one that has ever done that and she's still way more country when you say shania twain you think country
1: yeah um, i didn't
2: even realize she switched genres actually yeah and then i i don't really think there's that many
0: people K-pop. that have done yeah. it <laughs> <laughs> but. Not in
1: America. Yeah.
0: yeah. So I, also she's stayed relevant for so long. Yeah, like, it's actually impressive. Like I don't know what artist could re-release their old album and it get this much traction. Like publicity. Yeah. yeah. Like people lived for this album and it's like, we've already lived through this album. We, we already got red. Red was like 10 years ago and it was as if it was being released for the first time. I know. Like who can do that besides Taylor Swift? That's insane. She's the longest
2: running artist to be on top a hundred permanently. I think she's like the long, yeah, she's been on there for so long or even less than the top 50 or something. Um, but yeah, she plays her cards right. I mean, before Reputation, she deleted every single thing on her Instagram and then came yep. back with it. Like, she does have a great publicity team. I don't think we should argue mm-hmm. that she's not doing this alone. Um, but she, sure. she definitely, for somebody who can't sing that well, she has gotten to a crazy spot in her career. I'm serious. Can you believe how good of a performer you have to be to get to a spot where, yes, vo- yeah. vocally, she was tone deaf. She has gotten a lot better. But <laughs> as a musician myself, hearing her live, <laughs> I know that she doesn't know how to yeah. hit notes. But that actually mm-hmm. is so cool that she has gotten to the spot in her career. Yeah, she's wow. so much more than <laughs> I'm surprised. I, know. I don't Lisa know. Is- I think
1: I am just used to the like Taylor Swift commies.
0: Oh, yeah. No, I'm I know. Not. But nobody really is like, oh, my oh, gosh, vocally, the most gorgeous. Yeah. Well, voc- no. nobody really focuses on that. It's, she is like a whole a songwriter like, story. Uh-huh. She's like it's about her life. It's about her as a person. It's about the way she like you're living her life through her songs or like they're like her journals and people like the the chase of her. She drops these Easter eggs and people want to figure it out. And it's she bonds with her fans. That's mm-hmm. truly what it is. And she gets them involved in her music which keeps people interested for so long. Yeah.
1: I think that's one of the reasons why I just couldn't do it. It just felt like an all or nothing like you're a part of it and you're sucked into it like you're one of <laughs> you're one of us or you're not. Yeah. And I was like I'm not. I'm I can't.
0: But that is such a you thing to be I can't like I be put I in a box. don't want to do it. Yeah, you don't like to be oh put my in a gosh. box. I'm just you like don't
1: wanna- Oh, I'll be different. But Exactly. Let me Tell you guys one thing. I did buy a Taylor Swift album one time. Mm-hmm. Okay. What 1989? Is this? Yeah. Yep. 2014. I tried so hard to like Taylor Swift. But, Every, no. In I felt 2014. Like in 2014. But I think it's, I tried we so were, hard.
0: Yeah. Go ahead. We were not, we didn't even know each other. We then, didn't. And we were both listening
1: to that album at the same time. I only have like, Six albums that I've bought, but and I, that's it's one of them. And you got hers. Oh my
2: gosh. I can't Even believe I, I gave Michael her money. Bublan Lord. I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> <And Apple laughs> Justin's Um, I think it's good to know too that, like, I think you just vibe with different types of music. Like, I know what yeah. I like to listen to. I like to listen to musicals mm-hmm. and I like to listen to folk music. Like, I know what I like, but it's like you like Drake and you like that type of music, and I can't yeah. stand listening to that stuff. So it's just a matter of taste as well. And I, you totally. know, so I think it just depends on what you like to listen
1: to. All at the same time yeah i guess i mean i still like i mean i love pop music like that's the thing like i just Mm i i feel like i can't be put in a box so it's like wait, name a pop artist that you like besides like justin bieber well i don't even like a female justin bieber i don't like female female singers artists well see that's that's what i'm saying i don't i don't think you like pop yeah no i'm sure that i i'm like really bad with like artists
2: well, she likes Billie okay. Eilish, which could I do be love, argued. To, I love that's Billie Eilish, that super is pop, mainstream. But she's not really. She's not. Is she pop? I would say she's pop leaning for sure. Same with Lord. I love Britney Spears. Oh, Lord yeah, is so good. Lord is pop. honestly phenomenal. Yeah, her voice. Billie Eilish oh, took over Lord, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, that's the thing is, you still do like mainstream music. Yeah. But for me, I don't like Selena Gomez or Katy Perry or any yeah. of that crap. It's like I like Taylor Swift that's pretty much it when it comes to the pop albums I'm listening to so mm. I think it just really depends on taste
0: yeah all around. taste yeah for sure um, I will say with Taylor Swift though she even if you don't really love her music like you can just appreciate the business woman that she is yeah it's insane to take for an artist to like like everyone really did try to like talk about cancel culture tried to cancel her when the mm-hmm. whole like kanye thing happened with the phone call and approving yeah. the song they like made her like called her a snake and all that and that was like being thrown out and she took back that snake yeah. and said okay and made it Gosh. a thing for her like powerhouse move you know yeah like you just got to respect the woman she's like literally on top of like all the charts right now and it's just doing crazy yeah
1: i agree talk about it about bipolar. Maybe we should do a deep dive on Kanye soon. Gosh. Oh, right. Yeah. That's a
0: that hard topic right now. Nathan's topic. very sad about the divorce. I'm that's really happening. sad about yeah. that too. But anyways,
1: um, let's, talk let's talk about, about this <laughs> video. Yeah.
0: So let's talk okay. about let's get the
2: into 10 minute it. version of All Too Well. Um, yes. And maybe let's just dip our toes in with what did each person overall just thought about this video watching it?
0: Okay. OK, I love that, Lisa, you watched it at all. So I, I want you <laughs> I to. I told just, her that like, was her
2: only homework. I'm like, this is all was, you have to do, I, Lisa. Very much. The fact that eyes. she
0: watched a short film by Taylor Swift makes me just want to shed a tear. But I would love to hear your thoughts. It's OK if they're hard to hear. OK,
1: <laughs> I I have a lot of good things. to Not a lot. I take that back. I have a few good things to say. <laughs> um, the bad things I have to say are my normal things about Taylor Swift. Mm -hmm. my number one thing that i have to say is that dylan o'brien was in this video and i had no idea and he is so freaking hot really Um, i say this from so many girls he's like top top three dylan o'brien zach efron can't think of a third one he's
0: okay oh. interesting not, yeah. a, not, a not in that video i
1: didn't like the facial hair but and he was right. such a good actor um mm-hmm. the way that i actually hated him for 10 minutes i was shocked i was like, like i <laughs> yeah. i hate you for 10 whole minutes and i love you yeah. again but like that mm-hmm. proves he's such a good actor so he was a great yeah. great person in there uh love the actress who you Sadie. King. yeah Stranger Things I was like where do I know her from she's yeah so good so beautiful all grown up now I I was captivated the whole video I was like this is just Mm -hmm. like just directed so well I'm it's like eye-catching I actually like want to look at it the whole time honestly if Mm -hmm. I could just put it on mute I, I could watch it a few more times yeah right
0: that's fine. Okay. Unmute.
1: <laughs> <laughs> including including the actors I'm talking mute in the conversation.
0: going <laughs> yeah. That was an intense. That was that scene was intense. There's a lot of just like f words. I didn't understand
2: why yeah. there was that many f words. Yeah. I guess that's just how it, people talk.
1: And yeah. I don't hang out with a lot of people that talk like that. But it was like every other word. And it was a heated moment. So it wasn't yeah. that for me. It was like. I, I just can't I, – I try to understand – Taylor Swift's mentality Mm -hmm. of bringing all of this up again and I'm like okay I understand yeah it's like you know it's press and it's money and I mean this was written a long time ago and maybe she wants to direct something um, and it could be champagne problems I mean maybe there's very few relationships that have hurt her so bad this is a song that was Mm -hmm. written about and there was a 10 minute version this is a great way to talk about it it's just like so dramatic and overdone the video and to give him a part and honestly to bash another person in that way who is in the public eye Mm -hmm. is really disheartening honestly I would never do that to an ex to that extent um I would like I don't know give them some sort of credit in some sort of way if they weren't like killing animals and (laughs) Doing, you know, like it's not like he was, yeah. What if they were killing cats? Would you, yeah, what if he was skinning a cat? Yeah, I mean, I would give everyone their address and you know, go burn down their house, but yeah, it it just seems so extreme for such a short relationship. And, um, I mean, we've we've talked about, you know, Mm -hmm. I was engaged for four months or engaged for four months before I like got married Mm -hmm. and only dating for three months before that, but. Mm-hmm. I was, um, like looking for marriage and she maybe wasn't, I don't know. Like there's so many things yeah. that are different I have a theory about it. Yeah.
0: I feel like, I feel like why that, cause everyone's like, why this two month relationship? Like, why is this something that she is like so affected by? Cause all too well is known as like one of the, her deepest songs that people like, you know, they just want to be in their fields when they're listening to that song. And honestly, a lot of her. Like stronger emotional relationship songs kind of seem like they're about Jake Gyllenhaal. Hall, right? And people are like, why this two month relationship? And I feel like my theory is that I think she lost her virginity to him. Mm, that's I don't, I think. cannot confirm, but <laughs> you I can't? feel like she was. <laughs> let me wait. She just texted. She's like, don't share that. Okay. Never mind. Sorry. She <laughs> <Cut> didn't. <laughs> I'm like, what if she listens to this one day? I'm like, Taylor, call me. <laughs> I love you. So, Yeah. I, my theory is that she lost her virginity, which is where all these emotions come up. But I actually don't think what she's doing is like dragging his name through the mud. I don't think she is. Maybe that was her intention when she wrote this 10 years ago, because she was like a teenager who was getting over this guy basically. And, you know, wrote this song and like the 10 minute version went on interviews talked about how she shortened this song how it was originally 10 minutes and after that fans have never stopped talking about this 10 minute version they wanted it they've asked for it and they all wanted a music video so i think what her her, like i don't think she was really going out there and going like oh this i'm gonna suck it to him again like suck it stick, stick
2: it. it i don't know but suck stick it suck it to work him. work in
0: a suck suck sexual it way <laughs> oh wait <laughs> that's, that's what not meant. what i was going for <laughs> i'm so here's where i'm more like lisa is i can never get any kind of phrases or perfect i'm like <laughs> right? correct
2: both of you guys so you <laughs> can job.
0: actually yeah you're gonna it's a really full-time job for you okay stick it to him i don't think that's what she was trying to do i think she was really Took this as an opportunity to rewrite her music and to give the fans what she what they wanted, so that they would be excited for it. And they wanted the ten minute version, and they also wanted a music video with it. And so she got to direct it. And I think yes, everyone's picking up that the guy is thirty, which is Dylan O'Brien, and then Sadie Sink is like what nineteen, so it's like around the same or twenty. They're the same age gap, so everyone can put together that the song was written about Jake Hall, But even in in uh, like interviews, she's like, they're like, Oh, everyone thinks it's about Jake. Is it? And she's like, you know, honestly, at this point, it's not about anyone. It's about whoever the fans connect with the, the, the idea that this was about someone is kind of long gone and it should be and so I feel like her intentions really weren't to like drag his name through the mud I think that was kind of a hilarious just like side effect of it to be honest all the memes of Jake Gyllenhaal were hilarious if you guys know, have seen them like I feel bad for him I hope I think he'll be fine I, I mean he's Jake Gyllenhaal I don't think he gives one single I don't crap think he cares and I think this. his career is yeah. just fine And he's going to have some teenage girls mad at him for a couple months, and we'll all forget about it again. So (laughs) he's going to be fine. But I really don't think even her goal was to, like, yeah, just, like, stick it to him again. Yeah. Are you guys ready for
1: my thoughts? Yes. Absolutely. (laughs) Because I know they're not good.
2: (laughs) It's not a popular opinion, but I don't think you can just play the victim always. I think you're that young I get it, Mm -hmm. and I totally understand that there's this really handsome guy in the public eye who wants Mm -hmm. to be with you, but I also think there's a lot of things that people don't talk about, mostly the Mm -hmm. fact that Jake Gyllenhaal has dated so many women you can't even count on two hands and they've all been the most beautiful actresses in Hollywood and their relationships haven't lasted very long so if you just do any like sorry you're not you know gonna be the one who changes him which we all think that Mm
1: -hmm. but
2: you know of course for him as a 30 year old man being introduced to her family he should have Mm -hmm. known what that was going to do to her and I'm not taking away that he probably Mm -hmm. really deeply hurt her But Mm -hmm. I also know that we are smarter at 20 than we give on and we all say, no, they're kids, but that's not true because I know many 20 year olds that had babies at 20 and they're amazing adults. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. I just think with this video in particular, first of all, just rounding up at the top, giving a huge shout out to Rena Yang, who was actually the DP on this. She was the one that made this video beautiful, not Taylor Swift Taylor Swift <laughs> was the director and the producer, which is amazing. She directed all those emotions in the acting. I'm not taking that away. But yeah. the cinematography of this was beautiful. Amazing. 10 yeah. out of 10. The What they chose for it fit Taylor Swift vibe. I don't like what it was was just incredible. Like I seriously want to get that DP on the show. Um, and I think it's important. Like, I think she should be shouted out way more as a female mm. DP in Hollywood. Like, she should be talked about. Because that was a really good She's cool Asian, video. right? For sure. Yeah. And she was, I yeah, think, Korean. Yeah. So getting
1: more credit for that, too. Yeah.
2: Anyway. So I think as far as, like, the overall video, so beautiful. I was very captivated mm-hmm. by it. I think that... Okay, wait. I wrote some notes down. Um. So... I think that the way that he was depicted could be really unfair because imagine if any of us were filmed in the worst fight and the worst attitude we were in that that's not fair and I guarantee Mm -hmm. you she wasn't as innocent as she is making it out to be in this video Mm -hmm. but I also get that she is hurt like you're saying it is more about the fans it's about the people all of that stuff um I I think that there are some um, phrases in the ten minute version mm-hmm. that are not okay, especially to him. Mainly the you know you because I've never like dove deep into these thoughts but you keep my old scarf Mm -hmm. because it smells like innocent and innocence and reminds you of me and when you Mm -hmm. really break that down that's like really really creepy (laughs) and if that is about (laughs) her virginity that is very very weird to put on somebody especially because you know 100% he does not have her scarf anymore and so I think it's like that type of thing is like maybe he does have it and it reminds you of your virginity but if that is what it is Mm-hmm. that's a lot to put on somebody or
1: is it just is it a well, metaphor of her virginity? that's what I was gonna say yeah I I don't think it's a
0: literal scarf I think it's supposed to be a metaphor unless I mean obviously we're all speculating here sure but I don't think he's there I don't think any really believing that he has a scarf or maybe it was at first like you know you yeah. leave something behind at an ex's house and you're like oh you probably still have that but my guess is that he shelved her and so it's like you keep my old scarf at your sister's place yeah or whatever and so that's probably where they met up at this like whatever cabin in the woods type of thing and I think my theory is that's where they yeah did it for the first time yeah yeah so I and I yeah and I get
2: that a lot of that is a metaphor and then I I think the second thing is uh you know, I'm never good at telling jokes, but the punchline is your lovers stay the same age and Mm -hmm. putting that on him saying that an over 40 year old now is with somebody 20 years younger than him. I think she's just, it's going to another level, especially the 10 minute version for me where I'm like, yeah, this is Mm -hmm. catchy. I'm into this. I'm captivated by this, but what are Mm -hmm. you truly saying about a man's character? Even if he was a dirtbag? Bringing that up again and saying that about somebody, I think is kind of taking it to a whole new extent.
1: Or is is she saying like, they stay my age. Like they're still they, like 13 years younger than you. So like, why did you break up? With- the whole
0: um, lyric before that, wasn't it saying something? They broke up because he was like, you're just too young. Yeah. And she was saying, that's funny because the joke is that you continue to date younger and younger girls. Yeah. I get older, but you still date younger girls. Yeah. Which is true because if you've seen his recent like how fiance, old how old is she? I believe she's 22. Let me look it up. Okay. Shut up. So so he she wasn't wrong. Yeah. Oh
1: but, well, if that's I mean, the case.
0: Yeah. So I'm just saying there are like for sure. I think she's a, you know, hell hath no fairy, like a scorned woman. You know, yeah. she's scorned and bitter. But I also feel like um these guys in Hollywood get away with so much. And nobody talks to John Mayer when he writes a song about a girl and they go, who is it about? Like, well, what happened? Like, what are your blah, blah, blah. You know, like, I feel like she gets so much crap for sharing her true feelings and her pain and hurt about men and what they've done to her. But like nobody like bats an eye, when there's like these men writing songs about, crazy women all the time or like this she was so emotional or like this is you know there I can't even think of the song right I mean, now but
1: totally when when you're writing a song about losing your virginity at someone's house and you make a video and it's so obvious who the person is about and you claim to say it's not about that person anymore then yeah people are going to be curious especially because you're saying it's a celebrity and it's someone well known where if I hear body, your body is a wonderland. I'm not like, what celebrity are you talking about? That's so obvious that you're talking about a specific person, and right. that you know, like, I don't even think it's the difference. He has between been a guy way more open.
0: Yeah. Sorry, real quick. Jake Gyllenhaal's current fiance is 25. 25. Okay.
2: Yeah, and and I guess for me, yeah. if I'm really breaking it down, this is the first time I've ever really broke it down. Is I believe even with this platform and with what we do we are here to change people's lives, or try to. And with Taylor Swift's platform, Is that really a good example that you're giving to younger, the younger generation? You get hurt by a guy, so you should, you better hold on to it for the next 15 years. Write a song about it, monetize it, make money off of it. Let everybody know that he's the one that hurt you and say, ha ha, sucks to be him. Because even in interviews, the, the, uh, whatever, the host of the show was like, have you ever thought about what this is doing to the guys, you know, that these songs are about? And she's just like, to be honest, I've never even thought about their story. I just know mine.
0: That seemed like an a little bit of a bitter response. What yeah, yeah cuz she was I remember that. I yeah. watched that and it was like oh have you thought about how they would feel and so it wasn't around it was like what the guy would feel about that and she was like honestly I don't care about his feelings which Mm -hmm. is probably true Which is because she has moved on Yeah. and
2: that's the thing is if that is how she's feeling then I get that but to me I would not raise my daughter to be like that I wouldn't want to be like that to hold on to something to have a chip on your shoulder and instead of learning from it and growing from it it's you better hold on to it for as long as you possibly can and you should not care about who you hurt with that.
0: Well, I think us three being as Christian women, it's just safe to say bitterness is not good for anybody. It yeah. is so bad to hold on to bitterness or grudges and it really changes you. It doesn't do anything to the person, yeah. it actually destroys you. So, of course, from that lens, I'm like, if I were to have a daughter right now, I wouldn't be like, yeah, babe, if you get like totally screwed over by a guy, we're going to make him pay. Like, no, that's definitely not. <laughs> the mantra I would want to make him believe on (laughs) let's let's write a song about it yeah I mean maybe I no, I'm just kidding yeah but I feel like what like yes she doesn't have like the greatest example on that part and that was one thing when like even lover came out like obviously I danced to that song on my wedding day so (laughs) I'm like still a fan of it but I even felt like in her interview she was just so scorned and bitter Mm -hmm. with the industry with people with men and you know, that did bum me out to see her so bitter because I was like, she was just cute little bubbly girl before. And she is becoming this like more bitter woman. I feel like in her, this red coming out, I was the first time I saw her like kind of happy again and less bitter. But I do think like that's understandable. Like I think as a non-Christian woman in Hollywood, Mm -hmm. like, you know, how could you not be like, I would hate to be in Hollywood. I would be so upset. Like I was already, I went through a bitter, like F the man phase in college where I was just like, men suck. And I don't want anything to do with them. Ask anyone in college, they will um, testify to that. Ask all the guys I dated. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, they will tell you I didn't date anyone because I would have hated them all. And so um, I feel like, you know, just being in that environment, I can't even imagine how much more so like how strong she must've felt that and just like kind of wanted to take us like, sh- here's the thing where I feel like is different about her. Like she didn't go too crazy. She didn't like, yes, she's not the greatest example dating wise and that bitterness, but where she is an example is the kind of friend she is. I feel like to others and how she is such a strong businesswoman and she makes spaces for other women. That's what I love about her is that she never takes the spotlight really for herself. The fact that she even had that DP on there yeah. was intentional. Like she wants to empower other women and I feel like that's where she can be an example. That is actually really cool and fighting the things that honestly I don't even care about like but she's probably fighting it for other women in the industry. It's like she didn't put her music on Spotify for so long because other artists who actually need the money weren't getting the money that they deserve. And so that was a power move. And now Spotify pays them because she they wanted her music on there. So I'm just like, yes, there's like flaws of like her maybe person that I wouldn't be like, yeah, like that's, that's an example. But I do think she is an example to at least women in the industry. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not, Judging her character as a whole because I obviously I like her and I know she's doing really cool things. I I think that I especially get triggered in these moments Mm -hmm. just thinking of the girls that are gonna think it's okay to do that too. So even yeah. though Taylor's doing it and she has her flaws, hey, that's OK. We all have flaws. But hey, you actually have to think about yours at least 30 times longer because of the platform that you have. And mm-hmm. I just think it's important when you have a platform or even, you know, biblically in leadership, you have to think about the things that you're doing because, that mm-hmm. random girl who's twenty who's gonna go date a thirty-two year old and is gonna get yeah. hurt might now react the same way and be like, "Well, it's fine because Taylor Swift did it and I love her." So I just think, <laughs> again, it it all. Who really knows the deepest, you know, moments of Taylor yeah. and all of these things? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, maybe it's just the older I'm getting, the more I'm just yeah. seeing those things for, for what they are. Even, you know, yeah. her re-recording her, all of her albums, her being very scorned at men and putting a mm-hmm. lot of blanket statements on men as a whole. And I think I have a hard, harder time with that more now than I ever did before.
1: Yeah. I feel like what can be misconstrued as, um, like what she is, has been, what has been misconstrued by herself is like, I'm all better. Like I, mm-hmm. it, I totally believe, like, she doesn't, like, have any hurts by those guys anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, what she said mm-hmm. in the interview is enough proof of that. But I think mm-hmm. she's also misconstrued the way that, like, there's still, like, a tit for tat. Like, mm-hmm. like I don't really, like, I'm all better now. And so, and because of that, I just don't care. It's like, well, mm-hmm. n- y- yeah, but you should still, like, if anything, you should care about that person now now that you are feeling better you should understand like just leave it alone at this point unless like actions actually need to happen like they I don't know like it's not about it's not like she needs justice for some it's not like she was hitting her yeah or something I like don't that. know yeah. it's it's yeah. like okay yeah your feelings were hurt your virginity maybe mm-hmm. was taken um well, he and- didn't
2: take it she gave it to him as well
1: right i'm just saying i think
2: it's important to make those those notes and say he didn't take anything you both mutually consensually agreed if that is the case that you were both gonna have that's true
0: there is a level of an older guy who knows how to get what he wants and i think taylor swift was always this girl who wanted love and she's a hopeless romantic and he played into that and she willingly gave it and it lasted two months. I think that was probably really jarring for her and not what she expected. And I think where I come from, from like a therapy lens is like, every one story is so different. How they process their emotions are so different. And so even if it's like to you guys, like, or to us, like, we're like, oh, well, you know, we can only say so much and speak into her, her feelings, but like, and be like, well, she shouldn't be this. And she should, you know, probably would be less scorned, but we really can't, like know what everyone else is feeling. And so I feel like for her, her process is so, I see it and I see what she's doing. And I even notice when she's not healed, like in her interviews, I'm like, dang, that's gotta be so painful to carry around. But I also feel like I totally get like, there's this whole world that we don't understand in Hollywood that is probably so damaging because we've never really seen someone to her level of fame make it through it okay like the fact that she's still like you know i mean she did cut her hair and bleach it once but really other than that there's hasn't been a big she had a moment and she recovered pretty quickly and so i don't know i just feel like there is this like element of like we hold her to the standard we're like well people shouldn't you know what if someone was like oh i dated an older guy and i'm gonna be like taylor swift well they also have accountability for their own decisions like i don't think that that's like her fault that someone did the same thing as her. We have the choice of like who we look up to and what we're influenced by. And so she's, you know, doing like she has a platform, but I don't know exactly what kind of example she really wants to even be like, you know, I think she's just kind of living her life and doing her thing. And like in a perfect world, like she would be a better example because so many women look up to her. But I mean, they even said that about Britney Spears too. And it really destroyed her. Like women... Uh, I saw uh, Did you guys watch the documentary I think it's on like Hulu yeah there was like this interview where like a news reporter that was a woman was like oh I yeah. hope Brittany yeah it was Dinosaur mm-hmm. who said that she wanted her to like die because she was a bad example to girls like oh and I'm I'm like what like yeah who says that about a real and Britney Spears is like that's an awful thing to say but that's like mm-hmm. the kind of pressure they're put under at a certain point you kind of would be like i don't want to be an example i wanted to make music oh and i'm doing it i'm making music about my life and you know what when guys date me they kind of know i'm gonna write a song yeah. that's kind of like in the like fine yeah. print of dating taylor swift
2: yeah and i guess the like the more stern part of me is like if you don't want to be a part of this culture you don't have to be a part of it you have enough money to go off the grid completely and delete your social media and stop doing music and go buy any Mm -hmm. house you've ever wanted somewhere beautiful and live your life he's got like 10 houses yeah exactly (laughs) and so part of me is kind of like yeah, you don't have to do anything with your platform. But imagine how Mm -hmm. cool it would be
1: is if she did more and she did more for I just I guess just an attitude. Uh, See, I think that's like a really hard thing to put on someone, though, because it sounds like I didn't know all the things that you just told me about, like what she's done for like women and like Spotify artists. So it's kind of hard to say, like, because you have this platform, you need to do these things. It's like, uh, for instance, I mean, it's kinda of political, but because you make this much of money, like, you need to be taxed this X amount. Like, I have no preference either way. I literally don't care about your taxes. But it's like, I mean, some people say like, Hey, that's their own money. It's their decision what they do with it and everyone's gonna have an opinion about what they do and what they don't and it's kind of hard because like I, I've i agreed with most of everything that you've said and then you're like well as far as like the therapy side <laughs> I can see this and I'm at the nine in me is like I literally have no idea what my opinion I love is Taylor Smith, no. um, and so <laughs> I'm like I like literally I see both sides of it and all I can do is like play devil's advocate this entire time like well yep, yeah, she could be such a better example but maybe she mm-hmm. doesn't want to be or like sounds kind of like she doesn't care Or, you know what? Mm -hmm. Maybe it just feels she's like in this time where she feels like she doesn't have to have all this pressure on. She's just going to create the content that she wants to. Mm -hmm. She's going to redo things. And um, I know F the patriarchy. I don't know whatever she's trying to do. So it sounds like in her eyes she's justified and she's doing quote unquote the right thing especially like for feminism right now Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. where definitely people like us who are more conservative and maybe Mm -hmm. believe in different um, ways of feminism maybe in the more true sense of the word would be like well equality though and so is this creating equality or Mm -hmm. are you trying to like make women actually better like are you it it just kind of seems like she's trying Mm -hmm. to tip uh the whatever tip the scale yeah. and is like yeah, hey i could see that guys are bad look at what guys do yeah but you know she's still like hopeless romantic
0: like in her like she always gives love another shot like i feel like she isn't super like f the men like she still values the men in her life i feel like you know i mean who knows how they're treated actually but but i do feel like you know that there are certain I feel like certain things that she does that are seeming like F the man, but I don't know necessarily if she's tearing them down because I I feel like she's just breaking stereotypes. Like if you watch the video of like, if or the man or whatever, like she's just doing the things that, like men, like artists do, and they get like high five for it. They don't care. And like, she's not saying F the patriarchy with rewriting her album, what she's doing is she tried to buy her music and they wouldn't sell it to her and they sold it to someone else. And so she was so upset. And then Kelly Clarkson actually tweeted at her and was like, Hey, why don't you re record your music? And then you can own it all. And Taylor Swift liked it. And then boom, here she is doing it all. So I think even, even women in the industry were kind of like, who wants to go back and re-record your albums? I feel like that's so much work and it could be like such a failure story, but she went and did that anyways. I don't know if it was to say F the man, but I think she just wanted to own her own music and she wasn't going to take no for an answer. So I don't know. I feel like there is this like, yes, obviously she's writing the lyrics F the patriarchy, but there's, doesn't feel like there's this like we're gonna take over kind of a feeling it just seems like she is elevating women in the industry and I know everyone has like a different experience with how they are a female if they've experienced that or not like where that inequality and I think probably where you feel it the most is Hollywood yeah which I I I'm going to say the most unpopular opinion I've probably ever said,
2: Um, (laughs) but who knows? Maybe I'll cut it out. Well, first, just a precursor. I want to make it clear. I'm not telling her what she needs to do or don't live your life this certain way. I'm more just on Mm -hmm. the side of like, man. Like sh- you know, shucks. Like, oh you could have done more with that. You know, it's just more of like, oh I wish that she would have used this. Um, and not saying she has to, of course not. Like, that's the beauty of you know America. Even do whatever the frick you want. You know, um, <laughs> but I think, and again, this is ugh, This is so unpopular, but I mean, for her to re-record her albums is totally great. She had every right to do that. Mm-hmm. she signed a contract that made her famous she mm-hmm. joined big machine records and they made her a star and then she got big and then mm-hmm. she says I want it back and they say you signed a contract and then she says fine I'll do it myself I understand that that's a very frustrating experience completely mm-hmm. and I think it's great that she wants to go take the time to re-record. But to not understand that you are actually signing a contract to men who actually made you famous, you Mm -hmm. can't be against men. They made you, which I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like, I think it's awesome that she was Mm -hmm. a part of that. And again, I think it's really cool that she was able to re-record. But I don't really think she's giving them the proper like, hey, thanks for making Mm -hmm. me literally a megastar.
0: Well, what happened was those men that made her, they were selling her music. They weren't owning it anymore. Mm-hmm. They didn't want it. So they were selling it to somebody else. Who did and they sell she- it to? So this is where I am not quite sure. I think Scooter Braun. And I, I can't tell if Scooter Braun was a part of Big Machine Records or if he was the one they sold it to. I'm not really sure on that. So you might have to like do, I didn't do the research there. Yeah. Look it up. Cause I'm not exactly sure, but so they were selling it. So she wasn't mad that they had it. She was mad that they weren't going to sell it to her. They chose to go around her and sell it to somebody else. And another, like, she was finally going to be out of her contract, start to own her music. And it was like a new chapter for her. And they just didn't give her that opportunity. So I think that's where she was not mad at her record label. I think she always credited them and said like, they didn't want me to do this, but we pushed back and my team was awesome. And we ended up doing, you know, they were really against 1989, the pop album She's always kind of talked highly of her record label, Yeah, but then things kind of went south when they tried to sell it to somebody else.
2: Yeah, so I guess what happened was they received a letter from a private equity company called Shamrock Holdings, that mm-hmm. they had bought 100% of her music and videos and album art from Scooter Braun. This was the second time um, she had been sold; it had been sold without her knowledge. The letter told me that they wanted to reach out before the sale to let me know, but that Scooter Braun had required that they make no contact with me or my team, and the deal would be off. So listen, I am not defending Scooter Braun. <laughs> I totally, yeah, not a good move, buddy. But when she signed that contract, she knew she didn't own her music so Mm -hmm. that's just where my my side of it is is like do how about this contracts in the Mm -hmm. music industry actually suck and what you signed was a bad deal But you signed it. And even Kanye talks about that. Yeah, I've heard him talk a lot about that. And again, I am not justifying anything. I know so little about the music industry. More of what I'm saying is instead of, I think it should just be more accountability of like, frick, that's kind of like me with my school loans. I'm like, I'm not going to try to get them paid for because I willingly went and I did it and I'm going to pay for them. And it's like, Yeah. yeah, you signed this contract and it really sucks. And now you have the ability to go re record and make a freaking. Ton of money, yeah, and let's do it then. Like we are behind you, do you, you know.
0: Do you know when she signed that contract and what age she was? Because I'm pretty sure it was like a ten year contract, and she was 16, I think, when she got it. And let me tell you, if, when I was 16, and I, if first of all, I can't sing and can't write songs, but I wanted to be famous more than anything at 16. <laughs> if someone were to come to me and be like here's a record label. We're going to take care of everything. I wouldn't even read it. I'd be like, absolutely. I would sign my life away because I was stupid at 16 and very, you know, whimsical. So I feel like even at like a young teenage age, if I was trying to make it in the industry, I would probably sell with a big record company. If I knew they had like Katy Perry before me and all these people, you know, I, I don't know if she was even wise enough then And a lot of her anger might even be at her young self, like, yeah. like where she wishes she would have known better. And that's why i feel like a lot of the battle she's fighting isn't even for her it's for other people to like change the way the music industry goes 100 percent. so i don't know that's just kind of my no and i thoughts. i
2: appreciate that that perspective she was 16 and i yeah. get it i mean none of us are the way we were when we were 16 i guess where i'm trying to get to in my thought process is if she would have come out and said scooter bronze a jerk i was kind of mm-hmm. dumb for doing that let's re-record my albums i'd be like all right let's do it but there mm-hmm. isn't she doesn't put any accountability on herself for virtually anything that she does or any relationship she's in or anything that she is doing that's where i have the problem
0: hmm. back to december she she did a okay. song. And- <laughs> you're right
2: you're right back to december you're you like, the- you're like
0: um, in the archives like, so when
1: I'm- i look back in the archives <laughs> but, okay can i play remember taylor t- again? yeah played de- it too um I thought you said Taylor's advocate. I was about to say it, oh. and then I was like, "I'm gonna stop." <laughs> um, oh, 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 oh! Um, oh gosh, what was it that you just said? Um, taking accountability. She never takes yes. accountability. I, and so I'm, I'm just kind of like, well, in what way, like, would she be taking accountability? Like, just like, like this is how it is. So now I'm gonna like mm-hmm. just re-record my own stuff, or is it like, are you saying like she shouldn't like fight? No, no, I, I think mean, she should re-record. I'm more just saying I wish there
2: was something more along the lines of I'm fight like you were saying I'm fighting mm-hmm. for younger women that were the age I was when I signed this because I didn't know better and mm-hmm. I honestly shouldn't have signed that contract. I should have found a better deal. I messed she up. She kind of
0: does say that though. Does she? Like she? Yeah, she does say that in different even eras of her life. But in even when this came out, like and people always complain about her, like oh Taylor Swift just crap big crybaby can't just be grateful for what she has. She always, her first response every time is that it's not for her. She has enough money. She has made her own. She doesn't even need to make another album ever in her life. If she doesn't want to, yeah. she's not fighting this because she's nitpicky about her own, like, like power or music. It's more so, or money it's about like always reshaping the industry for others. Like that yeah. she says she has the ability to fight for them and they don't because they they don't have the finances. They don't have the, you know, access or they're in contracts and they can't stand up for themselves. And so she always advocates for those people. She's like, I'm going to fight the man because I can and they can. not mm. And so, oh, that's like in a lot of her speeches. And even when articles like people are like, why even go there? Why just not let this go? Or, you know, and even she kind of I don't know if you saw the music video for um, what's it called? The Look what you made me do. Yeah you know how she kind of embodies like different things Uh that people say about her and they one of them is the victim she's very aware that people label her as a victim Mm -hmm. and I feel like she's not stupid like if she I do think she takes ownership probably we I don't know what that would look like I don't know what if she thinks she did anything wrong ever yeah yeah and again this is all speculation
2: and I feel like I'm really hating on her and I'm not because I really do (laughs) I do like Taylor Swift (laughs) I okay, just I haven't seen much humility and I think that's pretty yeah. much what it is. And I think just to kind of taper off this discussion, I the one thing I will say about the video that was like the most cringy <laughs> thing on the planet was when yeah. she came back in as her and she yeah. like wrote the, oh, yeah. the book on the relationship she had for two months, but then he was standing outside looking yeah. at her that, yeah. you know, that for me with is like the scarf with on. the scarf on, which it's like, I hope that her and her current boyfriend are mm-hmm. really happy. And I honestly hope that they can get married and she can start that next phase in her life. Mm-hmm. If that's what she wants. Um, right. But that, that to me is like, I'm not sure if the growth is there unless it is just, maybe she's just doing it for the story. But yeah. but maybe possibly she really thinks that he is still hung up on her and that. And now he can see how big she is and again I don't know if that's what it is but just the end yeah. of that they should have just ended it where it was they should not have done the book signing weird Taylor Swift with red hair thing like that was very odd that was, to me that
0: was really weird yeah but I but the whole time they were just they were trying to portray the movie or the short film as chapters in a book so they were kind of like tying it all together at the end yeah to say like totally it's a book it's right a book. but yeah I mean also <laughs> did she not look like Scarlett Johansson in that last scene
1: uh maybe a from, little are you guys oh, you really, fan I oh so. yeah I really hope not because people say I look like Scarlett Johansson Wait, and if- Taylor just Swift in the last scene with the
0: red hair and everything but anyway I, uh, that was a tangent but I do think you know that could be I could see both sides where either she's so hung up on him and she's just getting her last word out or she's just like giving the fans what they want totally. and writing the story and they that's what people want they want a I song know. that they think is about Jake Gyllenhaal. Hall. Yeah. That's what, and like that, let's be real. If it so was not about anybody true. it'd be so boring. I know.
2: And honestly I'm probably just really overthinking it. I just no. I I just feel I like she wants to. I feel like I want her to. I said this earlier in an interview if everybody tapped into the, their highest potential mm-hmm. I want to see her come out of these things and be like, I'm ready for the next phase in my life. I'm ready to make a change. I'm ready to leave this all behind and I'm ready to just write music for the love of music. And I don't want to hold things against people anymore. Like, that's what I want for her because I think that's what she truly wants.
1: I don't think she would have anything to write about.
0: <laughs>
2: well, right. That, well, that's, that's what the
1: folklore and all that is
0: like made up stories and which they Evermore, were. It they... was amazing. And it was. Yeah. So yeah. she was, And she made a joke about that, about how she's like, Finally, feels like she's evolved and forgot about all the petty things. And, and then, then, and then, this re-records, comes up. Yeah. <laughs> and she re records her music. She's like, yeah. dang it. Like, she literally did say that and like made a joke at herself of like, I finally evolved and now I'm re recording all my like past relationships. Yay. Yeah. So I know she sees that, but honestly, I'm just gonna make a little plug Taylor Swift. Olivia is here to be your life coach. She is ready for you. I would. Be I think her you life could really. Coach. I think you could really, like, advance her career even. Well, her and cat's named after me, so it's fine. Oh my yeah. gosh! I. That's right. She told me that.
2: Oh <laughs> well, I think that this was fun. It got it got deep, but I mean that was what this whole episode was about. Um yeah. and it, we're definitely gonna have to do this again with so many other. What's something I want? Things. Something. Well, Gilmore <laughs> Girls would be so fun. I feel like Gilmore That'd
0: be Girls so would be fun. really fun. We could also just dissect Lisa's life if oh, we want. Oh, yeah, That's Let's do every session. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll do a mock therapy session so people can really get into. Yeah. Into Yikes. it. Yikes. Well,
2: thank you so much for being on um you just plug yourself where can people get therapy from you
0: <laughs> oh yes please come no I'm full. <laughs> I'm full
2: um is there anything you would like to plug uh your social media your dogs anything oh yeah i'm actually kind of like a
0: she's private a, yeah i'm a really private person no, so i don't anymore. let anyone i don't know <laughs> no, me. pretty much private. unless you like maybe dm me and say i listen to you on the podcast and i'd really love to follow you maybe Kay. i will no i'm just kidding you can talk it, yeah, I just like I am so scared that I have clients who are putting in false accounts or like fake accounts to just follow my life. So I usually don't let anyone follow me that because it's my personal account. You know, I, and I think it's good to not have your clients follow your social media. It's just breaking boundaries. And it's so much better when you don't know your therapist, because once you know them, you're like, oh, they're not really great either. No, oh <laughs> well, but I've they totally stalked stuff.
1: my past therapist. So that's really true. <laughs>
0: yeah that's really hilarious and it probably changed your view of your sessions a little
1: yeah oh yeah i was like that's weird i know you
0: (laughs) yeah it is weird but you can follow me at kelsey kolke which good luck trying to find that it's
1: (laughs) k-u-h-l-k-e perfect
2: thank you so much this was fun yeah this was fun Thanks. Have me on again.
1: I, um, it was interesting. <laughs> She's like, no, I had zero I'm not fun. used to having, um, topics that I'm, like, not super excited about. Yeah. But I, I honestly learned a lot. Um, I learned a lot from you guys. Wow. And I feel more like a nine were, than I ever have before I was
0: just gonna say you were a true nine on this episode because <laughs> you had I to not? mediate <laughs> the
1: the both of the opinions I, I loved it I, I love that you guys fun. had both different opinions it was my first time seeing you guys have dif- differentiating opinions yeah oh, but at the end of you the missed day, our
0: 2 a.m talk. Yeah, yeah it's true at the end of the
2: day we will still mesh into one at, at midnight
0: every night absolutely yeah we reform into each other again yeah don't
2: worry <laughs> <laughs> okay thank you so much All right, Shakers, thank you so much for listening. We obviously had such a fun time with Kelsey. You guys finally got to meet my doppelganger and my twin. Um, And we obviously get a little bit heated in our debate about Taylor Swift, but don't worry, guys. I still love her. I still listen to her music, but I obviously have to counteract everything because that's what I do best. You guys can head to the show notes below and go try to follow Kelsey on her personal account. Um, But other than that, you can follow us personally at Olivia Crin and it's Lisa Brosser. And then you can follow us at the Salt and Pepper Podcast on Instagram. You can also join our Facebook group. We dive into more of these topics and just, yeah, chat with you guys, hang out with you guys. And that's the Salt and Pepper Podcast Insiders. So I think that's it. We will shake it up with you guys next Tuesday. Thanks for listening. Tune in every Tuesday on the saltandpepperpodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Be sure to subscribe and please rate and review. Follow us on Instagram at the Salt and Pepper Podcast. Make sure to like and follow our Facebook page and email us for any questions, comments, or ideas about what you want to hear on the show. We will see you next Tuesday. I'm all shook up.